Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Brad, remember last week when we were talking about all the special things Disney was doing to try and get people to please, 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 please come visit Walt Disney World before August 29th? Yeah, I do recall that. <laughs> Well, um, they have added yet another little perk that you can get if you will please, 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 please come visit Walt Disney World between June 2nd and, conveniently, August 28th. It's a, that's a weird... Why, Hey, Jeremy, why do you think they picked that day? I, I, I don't, don't know. It's so odd. Because the August 29th is going to be a new level of H-E-L-L for all Disney cast members in or around the Hollywood Studios area. But anyway, so... Basically, if you visit between June 2nd and August 28th, they will let you book FastPass Plus at multiple theme parks on the same day. Which is a big deal because usually you have to pick one park for your first three bookings. And then after that, you can uh, pick other parks to book at. But this one will let you pre-select your three at any parks, like multiple parks. But now this is limited to, uh, if I recall correctly, you have to stay a certain number of days and you have to have a park hopper ticket as well, correct? Yeah, five days park hopper. So they're so they're getting their money out of you. <laughs> you will sure, and I mean this doesn't again FastPass doesn't cost anything. So this is just a this is a straight up perk. One thing I did find interesting though is after they tell you the dates, it does say select guests who have previously visited Walt Disney World will receive a unique offer code via email that will allow them to pre-select FastPass Plus at multiple theme parks on the same day. So they are trying to make sure you know how FastPass works, I guess. Before they let you start booking more than or booking fast pass at more than one location. And I don't blame them for that because Absolutely not. I I have I have attempted here's the thing. Some people get how fast pass works and some people just don't. You know, and if you just and and I it's not this is not me saying because some people are so dumb. No, FastPass is a weird concept if you've never experienced it before. I think the people who do get it, like, have been to, if not Disney, have been to, you know, Universal or Six Flags or some other park that has some similar system. So they have some concept of it, but not everybody does. And if they don't, like, sometimes just explaining all the ins and outs isn't enough. You actually will have to show them and and things like that. And I I get it. They don't want to have to worry about making things more difficult and more frustrating for somebody um so they're so they're limiting it well and i will say like my brother-in-law goes to six flags a lot like he really loves going to six flags in dallas and telling him fast pass is free you know like it's it's not a thing you have to buy was was it took some explaining you know, because he yeah the, yeah, but at, but Jeremy Jeremy, where's the real fast pass? Where's the good one? Not the yeah, not the exactly. free one. Where's the good one? Exactly. He was he was looking at booking a trip, and he kept telling me like I can't find where I buy the fast pass. And I said, well, you just get it. Everybody gets it. And he and he asked me, you know, like yeah, but where's the one you pay for? And I I it was just telling him like there's not one that you pay for at Disney. Everybody has the same 
uh, fast pass selections. You know, you get to book earlier if you stay on property, but everybody has the same fast pass experience. But now it's if they stay on property, they get to book earlier than you and they get to book at all of the parks as opposed to just the one that they're. So as long as you as long as you please come before Star Wars opens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still (laughs) trying to figure out, though, how does this work? Because that the A, you know, one from column A, one from column B thing is still a thing at all except Magic Kingdom right now, I think. I would I would assume that this bypasses that. So I can I, I can ex- I can do three column A attractions. I would I yeah I mean I would think that the whatever link you click would take all restrictions for Fast Pass away because if you're able to book in different parks, I do not understand why they would why they would also hold you to the you know A B system because I the thing is like all of us know you know that that. And I love living with the land. I do love living with the land. I do living (laughs) with the land every time I go. But we all know that the tier that has living with the land is the B tier. And the tier that has Soren is the A tier, right? I mean, that's that's not a surprise. They don't they don't label it as such. So I couldn't say they couldn't say like one A tier from all three parks that have A tier, B tier. and only B tiers after that, right? Right. Yeah. So I just I think the easiest thing for them to do would be that link disables fast pass restrictions on your account between you know or ending on August twenty eighth. You know, I I, w- I would think that that would be infrastructurally the easiest thing to do. That, like I said, this whole thing is weird to me. It I mean, definitely is because that's been like a thing forever. They've changed things about Fast Pass Plus, but you have never been able to book at different parks well we've never been able to book at different parks you remember that whole thing about like uh if you stayed on a concierge level you had the the ability to buy extra fast passes and stuff well sure i bet they were able to book another but yes yes they're not their concierge is booking them for them like at that point that's that doesn't even count because you're having you have a person who's doing things for you at that point and honestly, if you can afford to stay concierge level, I guess they should let you do whatever you want anyway. That is a that is a fair point. But again, this is just it's a weird thing to me. I I'm totally down for Disney trying different things. I'm kind of surprised you're so cool with this because you have been extremely protective of FastPass. And this is definitely a uh creating different levels of FastPass. But again, kind of like you said, no more so than already has been there when you have the the 60-day window and the 30-day window. Well, and I can say unequivocally, the only reason that I'm okay with it is because of how clearly, desperately they're trying to get people to come in before Star Wars. So if this, if this uh, offer ha- ever happens again after Star Wars, Jeremy's going to be up in arms. I will, yeah, I mean, I would have to. I, it would be different, you know. Right. But this is so, it, this is just funny how they're just throwing everything. And I, you know what? I bet you the amount of people who are actually taking them up on these things is very small because they're, you know, trying to book these perks and, and either through a travel agent or over the phone or whatever, you know, they're like, no, you, you can only do that, you know, ending August 28th. 
and the you know people are like yeah but when does star wars open and they say august 29th and they're like okay well i guess i just won't get to do that you know like these are all really great little perks they're doing but i wonder how many people would actually rather be able to book fast passes in multiple parks as opposed to get to see star wars land i'm i'm gonna pick star wars land Jeremy. yeah it's gonna be star gonna be star wars land for me final answer so yeah this is cool with me because it's it's desperation and i and i totally understand i mean if i was if i was in disney you know marketing or whoever's doing this i would be saying like give them a you know give them a 50 percent discount on their hotel room too like we really need people to not come (laughs) at the end of the year now y'all offer me that and you might see brad coming a little early just saying yeah yeah a half off the hotel room would get me to change my uh my reservation lickety split (laughs) all right brad we have so we officially have a a divisive subject on our on our show notes list and i say we go ahead talk about it now so just in case it's a bummer we don't end on another bummer it's gonna sound like i'm just trying to play a part here but i honestly don't know what what you're talking about right now there is a new as of today or as of yesterday there is a new logo oh for disney's hollywood studios that that thing that's how is this device wait you said this is divisive are you you're not you're not about to how do you feel about? are you talking you better be talking divisive between us and others because that's a garbage logo so you do not like it no i don't like like it just it it makes no sense how does how does that logo work on a shirt how does that logo work like not let's let's take a step back because the logo is the hollywood studios logo more or less right Mm -hmm. except they just threw three characters in there right all of the o's are are bb8's in the first o mickey's in the third or second o and woody's in the third o okay so let's start with first of all again how does that logo work on a shirt how does that like how does it not work on a shirt i'm you're losing me there like like if you if you go with something that is stitched Right. They're not they're not they're screen printing, man. I'm thinking about just from an iconography standpoint. That's not a great logo, right? Just just from a design standpoint. And then I don't it just feels so weird to just be like, oh, and we're just gonna throw a a couple of characters into the to the O's. And why why is BB eight the one who gets his own O? <laughs> why does Mickey have to share billing with, with Woody? He has his own O. But I, he's, he's in the double O's at the end, man. Mickey should be first. If, if, you, if you want this logo, Mickey should at least... Emphasis on the low. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> this is apparently how low we can... Go. I, I got all excited. I got excited when, when you posted in the, in the show notes. I, again, the honest reason why i did not know that you were going to say the words divisive is because i don't see this as divisive because i don't see this as a great logo and as a general rule i try to be pretty up you know upbeat about things but i just i don't like this logo but i got all excited because i saw a new logo and i'm like sweet they've got they're they're making some changes as a part of the 30th anniversary because i probably should have watched the live stream i didn't watch the live stream and then i see this thing and i'm like uh 
can we go back to the old one already? But yes, those are those are my feelings on this logo. Please, Jeremy, tell me <laughs> tell me divisive means because other people will disagree with us. I have two problems with this logo. My first problem is that BB-8 is round and the O is round and it doesn't look right. They need a non-round character in the first O. I mean, if only, it, you know, unfortunately, the only no, notable Star Wars character is BB-8, so nobody else to go with in that spot, so sorry yeah, about that. I mean, and you need someone animated, you know, that's popular and that's at Hollywood Studios, and I don't know who else they could have picked. Because you couldn't have, like, a I think having, a having porg. Ray. A porg needs to be yeah. in the first O. You couldn't have Ray or Finn or Luke, you know. Like, you couldn't have a person in the first one and then cartoons in the second and third. But, so the, that first O doesn't read well to me. Um, and I don't like, you're going to hate this one. I don't like the negative space between the Y and the W. Uh, a capital Y and a capital W don't really look great next to each other you mean the lack or just you're talking about the actual like they touch too which is kind of weird right yeah it will and i think they're touching just to get them as close together as possible i if you shaved off part of the y the right you know branch of the y and moved them closer together it would look a lot better but i don't like yeah the the logo the first O and the, not the space between, but the way that the Y and the W interact with each other are weird. Um, other than that, I don't really have a problem. The O's, the way that they've done, and I'm just going to talk about Mickey and Woody. The way that they did Mickey and Woody, uh, they look like, you know, it, you could see it as a spotlight. You could see it as, you know, when Bugs Bunny used to, when Looney Tunes was over, sometimes Bugs would catch the O or the circle that was closing in, you know, to end the episode and he'd open it back up and say something and then let it close and and, and then he'd let the hole close and it would, you know, go to black and everything. Right. So I think that this logo for Hollywood Studios makes the most sense out of the four, but I do agree that it is plain. It could be a lot it could be a lot more fun. Yeah, I don't know. I like the I like the old logo better. If you needed to refresh the logo Put new style Mickey in there, holding the the clapper. The is that what that's called? What is that thing called? The you know, the the scene marker or whatever marker. There we go. Oh. Let's go with marker. I was like the thing that you can clap and yes. turn a lamp on and off. <laughs> that's actually that's exactly what I was talking about. Mickey's standing there holding the clapper with the little the, the little balloon coming out of his mouth saying "clap on, clap off." That's that's what the new Hollywood Studios logo needs to be. What a weird. Uh, partnership they've had. <laughs> hey, hey, you've you've seen you've seen Disney's history when it comes to to partnerships. They'll do what's necessary to be done, and you know there's an awful lot of attractions that are in need of partners. So you know if the if the folks behind the clap is the clapper still a thing? I don't know. I feel like I need to I need to go find that out first. I don't know if the Clapper people have a whole lot of money to be sponsoring Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mickey and Minnie, they, they do what they got to do, my friend. <laughs> how does it? No, no, no. We're, that could be the rest of the episode trying to figure out how the Clapper fits into Mickey <laughs> and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So we're probably best just leaving that to the side. What do you got next? And oh. I'm, I'm just happy to know that Divisive did not include you trying to tell me 
that this was an amazing logo and a, <laughs> no. and a great step forward for the company or anything. I think this is a uh, just okay logo. Very quickly, uh, also in Hollywood Studios, they're opening a table service restaurant in Toy Story Land. Oh, are we finally getting to that? Yes. 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 Because because I I wanted to talk about this only because I read the I read the story and the second paragraph of the story is amazing. So it's a it's a barbecue restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. A, the the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Restaurant, the Rubber. And the second paragraph says, using three cardboard boxes cut and taped together, Andy has created a new rodeo arena using some of his favorite toys, games, and play sets. And while some of them are Western themed, what makes this rodeo special is a broad assortment of toys. Imagineering is so desperate to cost cut. They said, you know what? What if we made a story behind a restaurant where it's cardboard taped together, guys? That's got to be cheap to do, right? Just <laughs> we'll just we'll just put some cardboard together. <laughs> and <laughs> luckily, awesome. It, luckily, it never rains in Central Florida, mm. and so there's no risk of the cardboard building ever getting wet. So true. So true. For realism, they're going to use real cardboard and real tape. <laughs> but yeah, that's just that blew my mind <laughs> using card. And and here's the thing. Seriously. I love the theming of Toy Story Midway Mania. I like the theming of um, uh, the coaster. Slinky Dog Dash. There you go. I, I'm I'm all for the theming, so I'm sure I'm going to enjoy the theming of this restaurant as well. But I just I just really enjoyed three cardboard boxes cut and taped together. That is this, <laughs> how does this what does this restaurant look? So from the inside, right, he's using all of his toys and games and play sets to, is it literally, because that would be amazing if the outside of this restaurant is just brown cardboard box with rodeo roundup barbecue restaurant written in Crayola. That's what I'm thinking from like Toy Story 1. Yeah, yeah. beginning. like a back a backwards r and stuff yeah. and yeah maybe just, some like the bank just said bank on it and then it had like a door can they make a cardboard door sure this is disney brad they can do whatever they want i mean this could this could be so and and i think on, theming wise this place is going to be amazing on the one on the one hand the concept of a cardboard box as a restaurant is hilarious to me and i don't think that and part of me says there's no way Disney would do that. And then there's another part of me, other Brad, we'll call him Brad too, is sitting on my other shoulder going, I really, really want to see a cardboard box restaurant that looks, you know, really cool from the inside. And like, again, outside is just a cardboard box that's been decorated in crayons. Because I could totally get behind that sort of a restaurant. I'm not I'm not sure about the barbecue part because I'm picky. I'm real, real picky about barbecue. Um, but I'd be I'd be willing to give it a go. And and it's something different because I don't there's not another barbecue joint in uh Hollywood Studios to my knowledge. Um I mean there's Toluca Turkey Leg, which is a turkey adjacent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty decent. I mean, you've got Flame Tree over at Animal Kingdom. I think that's your your next best bet. And you've got some. Well, no, you used to have some like ribs and stuff at Pecos, um, before they went to the Chipotle menu. 
So, so yeah, this seems like something different. It's the, well, okay. So wait, out at uh wilderness, right? There's, I think there's some barbecue to be had out there. But yeah, in the parks, few and far between. So all for it. Um, but at the same time, hilarious that they went with cardboard box. Yeah, and I, I think it's, I think it's gonna be good. I want them to lean into cardboard box hard. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah, I mean, because it would fit. I mean, the whole thing, the the whole area is perfect for this. So I totally agree with you. I think it's going to be great. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Bye.